0: Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with
1: Scott and Cat. powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it. This is obnoxious outside. This is the coldest <laughs> it's been in two years.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very cold.
1: You want it's, to put the condom on? Yeah, I'm gonna put it on.
0: I feel safer this way.
1: Very good. When the, condom,
0: when the it, mic condom is on, I bought this one myself.
1: It's both. It's for both your protection, the microphone and Damn. yours.
0: Yeah, I find this one to be thicker. I feel more protected. It's cushier. I like it.
1: We are uh, in the middle of a cold snap here in Southern Ontario. This is going to sound jarring for Americans. It's minus twenty degrees. That's no, Celsius, though.
0: I was just going to say it's going to sound confusing for Americans. They're yeah. going to go, "What is that? What? Huh?"
1: It's not natural. Like, I don't know, maybe if you're a penguin or a polar bear, you like this shit, but people shouldn't be out in this. It's just not normal. I mean, we, we should just... Uh, I, okay. <laughs> Look at this. I'm creating a problem. (laughs)
0: No, it's short lived, though. It's short lived. I mean, it's going to go back to somewhat regular temperatures for the rest of the week. So if you are in that cold snap, aside from if you if you live in northern Ontario, don't even DM us. We know we understand. It's like this all the time for you. It sucks. I've got a sister in law in Edmonton that's like, F you. This is like your one day of it. Give me a break. We've had like three weeks of it. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. And I know it sucks. Uh, But for us here, at least in southern Ontario, it will warm up. I shouldn't say warm up, but it will be like normal winter temperatures after today for a bit.
1: So a lot has happened since our last episode. Kat, yesterday it was leaked intentionally by the provincial government that school is going back on Monday. And that has led to a whole bunch of other questions, which we're going to do our best to answer here for you on After 9. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to point out a few things that are right and a few things that are wrong. And then I want to talk to Doug about what comes next, because maybe, just maybe, common sense is starting to prevail. Now, it's also possible that he just looked at their internal polling numbers and realized that he's down like below 20%. I mean, it's fucking awful how universally hated the premier of Ontario is right now sure yeah but maybe he's gonna do this because common sense has prevailed and he has realized a lot of different things before I tell you how it's gonna work when kids go back to school on Monday let me play something for you from America Dr. Anthony Fauci
0: love that guy I love that guy He's just a
1: cute little old man. I don't know if he knows what he's talking about, but he, I mean, he seems to know what he's talking about. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's the, the top advisor for the president. And he was doing interviews trying to reassure parents in America, because kids there are going back to school as well, that there's really not a lot of risk for kids. There's really not. Back to the beginning of COVID, what was the first thing we heard? It disproportionately affects the elderly. It disproportionately affects people who are out of shape or who have heart conditions and comorbidities, is what it would be called if you died with COVID but had a couple of other things. And the CDC talked about that yesterday. We'll get to that in a second. But first off, Dr. Anthony Fauci talking about. The number of kids that are in hospital in America. This is one of the things that the the media has been pushing on you. Oh, there's so many kids in the hospital and so dangerous for kids. It's really not. And here it is right from Dr. Fauci. The overwhelming number of deaths over 70. (laughs) Okay, hang on. That's the CDC. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Not not wrong one. I'll get to the CDC (laughs) in a sec. Here is Dr. Anthony Fauci. But the other important thing. Is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting. The number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. The governments are just doing such a fantastic job at blowing a hole in everything. Their numbers, which we have relied on and thrown people out of work for and shut down schools for now, even they're acknowledging. They're not accurate.
0: But where's our transparency? I mean, that's the states. And yes, it's different here. But is it different here? You know, where's our transparency? I want someone to clarify those numbers. And I want it to be clear and I want it to be loud so that everybody can hear it. So we know exactly what's going on, because this is how misinformation spreads. This is how people just make their decisions on whether they uh, put their kids in school, get their booster shot go back to work. Any number of reasons are determined by these doctors these numbers and when we're given certain numbers but we're not told the whole story that's a big
1: problem i'm willing to acknowledge that way back at the beginning of this i was very very confident in the government and their numbers that they put out and i thought because they're putting the numbers out okay that tells me there's transparency here but then we heard more and more and more about the inconsistencies in the numbers and we now know we're mere days away from getting published numbers in Ontario that separate people who are hospitalized because of COVID versus people that are hospitalized with COVID. And there is a huge difference there. There's a huge difference. So let's hear it from the director of the CDC yesterday on CNN doing an interview about the deaths in America. We heard America had a tragic death toll. It hit them very, very, very hard. But wait, now there's an asterisk. The overwhelming number of deaths over 75% occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 75% of the deaths had at least four other comorbidities. Don't take my word for it. Google it. It's all over YouTube. That's the the CDC saying that. When you hear stuff like that, and then you think about all the shit we've gone through, and then you think about all the transparency that we still don't have from Doug Ford and Christine Elliott, doesn't that kind of make you wonder what the fuck is going on here? Yeah,
0: of course it does. I've wondered what the fuck is going on here for a while, though.
1: Another thing I want to ask a question about before we get to the school plan is, again this morning, Pfizer announced that they will have a shot specifically for Omicron. The Omicron formula will start appearing in their shots as of March. If you're worried about Omicron, and I truly don't know why you would be, I know that there's sick people out there. I really do. I don't believe that Delta is gone because I've certainly heard from a lot of people that are sick. And for whatever reason, nobody talks about whether or not Delta is still here. I happen to think it it is here here. and it is prevalent.
0: It is here. And unfortunately, because of the lack of PCR testing, we're not seeing those numbers. But I do believe it's here. I was just talking to another former uh, co-worker of ours who formerly had COVID that is now back at work. Not Dave. There was another one. And he was telling me his symptoms were very similar to Dave's and he believes it was Delta, but he'll never know.
1: He'll never know. And that's frustrating. It is frustrating because everything is being blamed on Omicron because this is the variant of the day. This is the one that they wanted to use to get you to get your booster shot. Fuck, you got to worry about the Omicron. Get your goddamn booster. Or you, you'll fucking die. The hospital capacity. Um, Omicron hasn't changed. It's the same Omicron. Now there is, uh, we're hearing about the, uh, what is it, Delta Cron? which would be the combo, the hybrid of both. Mm -hmm. There's flu-rona, which is when you have the flu and COVID. That's a thing.
0: Why don't we just call it all a fuck me? Fuck me. I got the fuck me.
1: And we won't even know. Because they stopped no. the testing. And I happen to agree with stopping the testing. I, I do. I mean, I think for some people they'd really? like to know.
0: Yeah. You change your tune on that then, because I, I remember you saying that you didn't like that we didn't have that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that sick people should have access to tests. That's all yeah. there is to it. But just blindly spending how much are we spending Lots. per test?
0: Lots. Like I'm sure it's a lot of and resources. I mean, don't forget behind every test there's somebody who's administering it. It's a it's time, it's money,
1: it's a lot. We have spent enough of the taxpayers' money on this shit. We are done. It is over. Another thing that got acknowledged by the CDC yesterday is it, they were asked about the efficacy of the boosters, and and they basically did say that yeah, second shot, the immunity dies off faster than we originally anticipated. And 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 the director did comment that, yep, the boosters are doing, or sorry, the shots are doing what we need them to do. The only thing they can't do or aren't doing is stopping transmission. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> Excuse me. If they're not stopping anyone from transmitting, there's your vax passports out the window. The entire argument for a vax passport or vax mandate is out the window. It doesn't stop transmission. That's confirmed. We shouldn't even be having this conversation now. If it doesn't stop you from infecting someone else, there's no point in having this. There's no point in having buildings and stadiums and restaurants full of fully vaccinated people anymore. It doesn't matter because vaxxed or not, you can spread it. The whole argument is out the window. And I hope that our medical professionals are going to take that to heart and really have a sober second thought about all the shit we've been doing for the last little while. Because frankly, it seems like it was complete overkill. So let's talk about what's going to happen with the schools. Ontario says local public health units will no longer be dismissing cohorts. Dismissals or school closures will be, and I quote, contingent on operational requirements determined by the school board or child care operator. I don't exactly know how to interpret that, but if they're saying dismissals of school cohorts is only going to be based on Operational requirements, I have to think that if there's an yeah. outbreak at the school, they're not sending kids home except for the actual sick person. However, if they do have a staff shortage, that's when a cohort could be dismissed. That's the way I sure. take that. Yep. But we'll wait because at 1230 today, Christine Elliott's going to trot out there and spew more bullshit. Schools will not be routinely notifying students in classes with a positive case or if a student or staff member is absent due to COVID-19-related symptoms. This is due to the widespread transmission in the province and the inability to test all symptomatic individuals. They've released new interim public health guidance for schools and childcare settings. Take-home PCR tests will be provided to symptomatic students and education staff who become symptomatic while they're at school. Okay. So that means oh, uh, little Bobby or little Susie is not feeling great all of a sudden. You know what? Send them home. Give them a PCR test. They can do what they have to do with that test. Send it to public health, and we'll figure out what's going on there. But you won't actually know if little Bobby or little Susie tested positive. They're going to stop notifying people. Is that the good move? Would you like to yeah. know by the way, you have a kid in school, would you like to know if there's other kids in the class or is there a certain threshold like if there's 5 cases I want to know, one case I don't need I don't don't really need to.
0: Yeah, know. I also have can I just I have a lot of trust in and maybe maybe that has that's one factor of many factors why people would be uneasy with that. For me I'm okay with it. For me I'm okay with it because I do have a fair amount of trust. I understand I know We're teachers. I understand how it worked uh, before the Christmas break and how safe they were. We didn't have any, anything like that in, in my daughter's school. And we were lucky, of course, because that can happen to anybody. I understand that. That can happen at any school. Doesn't matter. But I, I have enough faith to, to think and trust that parents will keep their kids out if they're sick. If they do test positive, that's fine. At this point, we know that it's going around. I, I don't. It doesn't bother me. Nope.
1: One other thing. There is no longer a requirement for parents or guardians to report their child's PCR or rapid test results to the school or childcare as part of absence reporting. So if I know my kid's positive, mm-hmm. I gave him a rapid test, it's positive, they're symptomatic, I can just call the kid in sick. I don't need to let the school know that they've tested positive for COVID. Yeah. To me, this is the school equivalent of doing what many people have been arguing we should have been doing all along, yeah. let it run. This is going to mean there's going to be a lot of COVID in schools. Now, you won't hear about it, but there will be COVID in schools. Sure. And personally, knowing what we know about the very, very extreme minimal risk to kids, I'm okay with that. I do think that teachers, in particular, should have full access to PCR testing, they should have the best masks possible, and they should be protected at all costs. Mm -hmm. We have to protect the workforce, we have to put people in a safe place when they're on the job. But... I don't know that it matters if there's kids that are sick and, and, and spreading it like crazy because I have a feeling that was happening anyway. Yeah, yeah. We know a fraction of the kid cases in Ontario, a fraction of them, because the vast majority were probably asymptomatic or they lied. Yeah. Yeah. That's just all there sure. is to it.
0: Yeah, kids are going to get sick. Kids are going to get sick. That's usually how it works. For me, protecting the teachers is is absolutely of the utmost importance because we don't want k- kids to have to be out of school because there's a lack of staff. And we know that might happen here and there. There are boards that are going to be worse off than others mm-hmm. that really don't have any supply, that don't have a, a, enough people. They just don't. And if you don't have enough people to teach a class, you don't have a class. That's, pretty, that's a no-brainer. Um, we know they're providing N95 masks for all staff, and they say that... If it isn't shipped yet, it will be shipped. Three-ply masks for students will be available, so they make sure that they get the right masks, and there's no argument over, I can't you know, provide that for my kid, whatever it is. They're going to make sure it's provided.
1: Um, you know what? Uh, by the way, because I know that there's some people who might be thinking, why? Tell the parents to buy them. I get where you're coming from, but we also bought fucking Chromebooks and iPads for thousands and thousands and thousands of students. If we can do that, we can buy them a better mask. Of
0: course we can. Of course we can. And there should be a fantastic supply, I would hope. Um, And then the additional standalone HEPA filter units uh, to school boards, 3,000 standalone on top of the existing 70,000. It may not be enough to cover every single classroom. I think that that's that's the fear for some people. But if you have everything else in place and you have the masks and the proper masks now for teachers, which I'm so glad to to see, you got to just make it work. And I heard from a couple of teachers over the last couple of days that have said, we need to be back in the class. Yes, it's going to be, a, like I said, it's going to be a bumpy road. It's going to be a bit of a gong show. There's going to be days where it's going to be extra work, but this is where kids belong. This is where we need to teach kids. This is the best for them. We need to make it work because we signed up to help kids, whether it's educate them or make sure that they have a better life. This is part of it. We need to make it work.
1: There And those teachers that feel that way are absolutely right. Now, because the government has made a decision... And I'm, I believe they are going back, but I am aware of some union chatter online. Hmm. I think that that was not only the right decision, but they should resolve that we will never, ever do this again to kids. For decades, 2020, 2021, 2022, we should call those the Ford years. mm <clears throat> Those will be the Ford years where for decades teachers are trying to get caught up on the education gap. The amount of stuff that kids missed because it just plain couldn't be taught properly online or for whatever reason it didn't get taught or the kids didn't retain it. There's a lot of things that we say you need to know before you can graduate that kids no longer know. There's a lot of experiences they got ripped off from. There's a major gap and I hope that somebody is looking at how we fix that gap. In the Ford years, where schools got shut down more than any other jurisdiction on earth. But they're going to reopen on Monday. And I know (laughs) there's some of you who don't like it. Some of you are thinking, oh, God, they haven't done enough. They haven't done anything. And maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't do a thing. Maybe this whole thing is smoke and mirrors. And when they say they got N95 masks, we got some. We didn't get many. They
0: did. We know that there's still time for those those schools to have it delivered Mm to. So you have to have that. The people who don't like it, though, Scott, I want to know what their circumstance is. Because we all know opinion is based on your own personal circumstance. Right.
1: And all I want to say to those people that are thinking, this isn't safe, this isn't right, blah, blah, blah. I just want you to consider the other side of this. There are far more parents that recognize the disaster that this has been mm-hmm. for kids' mental health, for their nutrition, for their fitness, for their education, for in so many Sociability,
0: different ways. for their, all of it.
1: If you don't feel safe sending your kid to school, don't send your kid to school. If you are content with distance learning right now, keep them at home. The yeah. rest have to go on. Yeah. Life has to go on. Society has to go on. We've got to get back to normal. And and this old, that tired old bullshit line, you may be done with COVID, but COVID's not done with you. It is done. It's over. This is it. Omicron is where we enter the endemic state and short of another new variant, which they probably won't bring out until it's time for a new round of shots from Pfizer and Moderna. <laughs> They're saving that one until the fourth shots are ready. Until that happens, the best place for kids is in school right now. Is there risk from COVID? Sure. There's risk from anything. But it's time for kids to go back to school. And nobody's going to push you into the deep end. If you want to keep your kid distance for one more semester or one more uh, bridge until you can switch again. Do it. By all means, go ahead and do it.
0: Absolutely. You're the
1: parent. You need to do what's best for your kid. But ask yourself, what's best for your kid overall? And we're not just talking about a virus that really doesn't do anything to kids makes them a little sick in some cases the vast majority are asymptomatic but the the long term uh uh hang on what's the best way to say this the risk overall in the long term weighed against everything else that we know is very 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 minimal so i uh I encourage you to do whatever you want with that information but hallelujah the kids are going back. <laughs>
0: Now, hope. I mean, again, I'm still saying I'm waiting, I'm waiting wow. until Friday, 5 p.m. And then if I don't hear anything and I know the kids are going back, I'll be one happy motherfucker.
1: Well, and this is the thing. Doug is the king of moving the goalposts. This is a man who sent his education minister out before Easter last year to say schools are reopening after the break and then went out a couple days later and threw his boy under the bus and said, no, they're close and left them closed all year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're all skeptical. We're all I shouldn't say we are all, but most of us are a little skeptical. We're uneasy of, of any of the, even if it is a source, we know that they leaked it. You're absolutely right. Whenever there's a source, it's usually a leak straight from them. I still don't buy it until it's here. I don't buy it until it's here. I'm not celebrating. I am not prepping for anything.
1: I think very few things in this world motivate the Ontario PC government, like polls, when they're really, really getting shit on, and they are, they are just taking it on the chin. They can't go get a coffee without getting shit on. I think they realize the tide has turned and this is not going their way, and they're also on the wrong side of it. We have kids out of school. We have businesses closed, and it doesn't need to be this way. The rest of the world is laughing at us, saying, what the fuck are you guys doing? And now we're finally going to right that wrong. But we wasted two weeks in the meantime, two more weeks, where presumably we have to make it up to those kids. And I really hope, again, that somebody is looking down the line at how we will fix this education gap. I've said it before, and I'll say it again school should go to grade 16. Kids should be in school until they have finished 16 years. (laughs) You
0: know who hates that? Anyone who's like about to turn 18 and about to graduate, they're saying, shut up.
1: No, I mean, listen, (laughs) we have a a system in this country where we pay for you to go to school from JK right to grade 12. Right. And then you're on your own. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if you haven't noticed, we've got a major fucking problem here with skilled labor and so on and so forth. We need to start ensuring that kids get that post-secondary. When you need post-secondary to answer the phones in an office, that used to be considered a real entry-level basic job, but because there's so many people that need jobs, now they can require a goddamn master's to answer the phones. We should include post-secondary, and we should reimburse the people who are paying right now, because... And I'm a little biased here because I have two kids in university. Sure,
0: yeah. Uh, no, but I, I But I hear you. I don't. And I, I feel what you're saying already.
1: And, and this is another reason that I can say confidently that Doug Ford doesn't care. We have all these students, and I mean post-secondary students, who got so badly ripped off by universities, charged the same price or more without getting the same service. They paid for a residence and a meal plan that in some cases they couldn't even access. We've got kids down at Brock that can't even get into res to get their stuff out of there because it's got to be closed off because goddammit Omicron's out there. University students got fucked hard. And on top of that, there were no targeted supports specifically for post-secondary students. And what's Doug's go-to? Nothing in the world makes Doug Ford happier than closing down restaurants, attractions, entertainment venues and places like that you know who mainly staffs those businesses young people
0: yeah I think uh in this entire pandemic over the last couple of years aside from of course uh the senior citizens who were definitely hit the hardest in terms of life those young people are hit the hardest yeah That will screw with them forever. Because I always say when people ask me, oh, how was things? You know, it sucks that your kid's not in school. I consider myself one of the lucky ones. My kid's in JK. There's lots of room there to grow and still to get educated and everything else. But when you're set back, not only for your education, but socially, that's a very important age between, you know, I'll even say 18 to 25. Maybe the gap is even bigger than that. But 18 to 25 year olds, that is. You got hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. You got hit the hardest. These are the years where you should be enjoying that school, uh, making friends, traveling, uh, getting really a good jump start in your career, being implemented into a, a you know, a spot where you do have a better chance at getting that good job due to, you know, in because of internships and things like that. Everything got canned. You got blocked, doors closed, you're stuck on your laptop, doing whatever. I feel the worst for that age gap and I think socially it's really impacting them in the worst way possible.
1: Today at twelve thirty, Health Minister Christine Elliott and Matthew Anderson of Ontario Health will provide an update on the health system capacity. Twelve thirty. Okay. Um guys.
0: I mean it's not good. I mean she's not gonna come out and be like, guys, we're great. It's fine. We know that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know why Doug's not out here. I mean, he's the boss. I, I, again, sending Christine out here, fine. But, I mean, I don't have any confidence in her anymore either. So yeah. they can do that. And this Matt Anderson guy that they're dragging around to a couple of news conferences here and there, he's like that little fucking weasel that pops out of a hole and says, wash your hands. <laughs> he doesn't say much, mm-hmm. but he's there to answer questions if you need him. And, and Wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Social distance <laughs> Well, I mean germs are bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just picturing that behind Christine. It's great.
1: And two years later they decided it was a good idea to bring that fucking guy out here. But all right, fine, here we are. And I guess there is a problem in the hospitals in that they don't have a ton of capacity, but this is a problem that we've had a long time to solve. And and is it money that's gonna solve the problem? I don't know. Because we put a hell of a lot of money into healthcare. Maybe it's the people in charge. So, Doug, why don't you get all these sons of bitches in a room and sit them down and say, okay, people are going to shit on me over the hospitals. So, I would like to know what have you done? What's your long term plan? And if that plan is even a B minus, anything below an A, fire them. Fire them. These are the people that fired the unvaxed healthcare workers.
0: I was wondering if that would come into play with the announcement. I mean, well, they're going to be talking about ICU, and yes, we know there's more adults today. Was it a record number of adults in our ICUs at this point mm-hmm. with COVID, or just also happen to have COVID? I mean, we don't really—we're not clear on
1: those answers. Did today's numbers come out?
0: Uh, I don't know if they came out, but I heard I did see that uh, today's numbers for ICU for adults is going to be the highest. Um, we
1: were up to 900 last May, and as of yesterday, we had 427. So. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's just what I read. But whatever. Regardless of that, will there be an announcement on what we've been asking about? Will they welcome back the healthcare workers? Will they come back? Is the, is another question? But will they welcome back those healthcare workers that they outed for the reason of vaccination? I don't know. If you need people, I mean, if people is the problem, and I'm not sure if that's even the problem. We know beds were a problem. Blah blah. Again, you had two years to figure it out. But what are you going to do? Will there be an announcement on that? Because they look at those polling numbers and go, fuck, nobody likes us right now. What can we do? Will they change their tune on that? I don't know.
1: There's no rumor that says that they're going to say anything on that today. Doug needs to start making sense. He needs to start making sense. And it, it would make sense to bring back these people. But you know what? Again, that's my opinion. And you don't have to agree with me. How about Dr. Isaac Bogosh? advisor to the province. He's on every news network, it seems every day, and he has been since the beginning of this pandemic. What does Dr. Isaac Bogosh say that we should do right now with the unvaccinated workers? I think we have to treat a crisis like a crisis, right? It's very clear that hospitals and healthcare is understaffed right now. You have trained professionals who know who could be reintegrated into the workforce. I would get them back to work. I would absolutely Uh, rehire and get people back on the job. I think it would help. And of course you, I would, uh, you know, ensure that they have a negative rapid test before they walk in the front door to ensure that, or at least lower the risk that people aren't infected or transmissible, but I would get them back to work. Thank you, Dr. Bogosh. Thank you. Thank you for a bit of common sense. And again, I don't know where Doug's common sense went, And I know that he punted this decision off to the hospital CEOs, but let's be clear. Doug could stop this shit right now. We have uh, no ambulances available in Toronto on a Saturday night. Oh shit, we got a whole bunch of people that are trained and ready to go. They've even got a uniform ready to go. Requires zero training. Just call them, say you're sorry, (laughs) give them their back pay that you fucked them for and get them back on the job right now, today.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen.
1: If Doug Ford has any balls, he'll do it. Didn't his own son-in-law get fired he from did. Toronto police? He
0: absolutely did get let go. You're right. Yep.
1: How the fuck do you walk through your well, front door every day, Doug? How
0: do you do it? That's why I was curious what happens behind closed doors in that family. I really, nobody seems to if, take a, speaking of polls, take a poll of his own family members and he's probably going to be re- losing really badly. Yeah. Like to say it nicely.
1: It's insanity he's losing. to me. Listen, back in, uh, I don't know, what, summertime when the the big push was on for the shots? Get your shot. Get your second shot. Oh, this is going to be great. This is our path out of this. We're going to vaccinate our way out of it. I guess the experts didn't know or they claim they didn't know that even with a vaccination, you can still transmit the virus. So under those circumstances, it probably did make sense to isolate the unvaxxed from the vaxxed because they could spread it and the vaxxed can not now all that's out the window. That argument is completely shot to shit because we know that anybody can transmit the virus. So there is no difference between vaxxed and unvaxxed. The only difference is in the hospital, you are much more likely to suffer a serious outcome if you're unvaccinated. And,
0: And at this point, it's a your choice thing. You chose not to get vaxxed. Are you on a ventilator? fuck, maybe you should have chose to be vaxxed. That's the way I see it. It's a harsh reality. Are you really sick with COVID, but you got your shots? Okay, that you made that choice. And maybe it was the right choice. Maybe the outcome would have been worse. We don't know. But I do know that at this point, if we're all grown adults, it's it's hard with children right now, because we don't have a lot of numbers, but they all look okay. So far, they look fine. You're an adult, you choose for yourself. If you end up hospitalized or on a ventilator, Fuck, too bad for you. That's the way I see it. And maybe that's harsh for some people to hear. That's the way I see it. At this point, you've had a chance to get it. And if there is a strain that comes along, or if it is Omicron that gets you, or if it is Delta that gets you, you had a fucking chance and you didn't take it. To me, you should be able to be among everybody else. No problem. You can work, play, and live just as well as anybody else. Fuck the QR codes. Let's get them out of here. You get really badly sick. Why is that supposed to be on us? I don't know. Why am I supposed to feel bad about that?
1: The shots and the transmissibility, and I agree with what you just said, Kat. I really do. You know when they like to throw that in people's faces? Oh, you got fired. Oh, so sad. But you had a choice. They never had a choice. If If the choice is take the shot or you lose everything you have, including your home and the food on the table, that's not a choice. It's an ultimatum. Now the tables could turn. If they come back to work, now it's your choice. Oh, you don't want to work with unvaxxed people? You made a choice. See ya.
0: Yeah, that's what, I think that it would be the right decision to just get them back in. They have to. get them back in.
1: Listen, we can forgive a couple of mistakes from things that we didn't know. Back in the summertime, we didn't know nearly enough about these shots. Not even a fraction of what we know about these shots now. That's reality. We just didn't know. But now that we do know, you have to go back and right the wrongs. And there were some very serious wrongs done. Don't even get me started on the businesses. It's all well and good that schools are going back on Monday, but we still got thousands of businesses that are closed and people living off of $300 a week. That's got to get fixed too, Doug. That has to get fixed. You got to get people back to work. You gave them all ten dollars great. I'm sure they appreciate that. But that doesn't solve the problem if you keep them closed beyond three weeks. I don't see a reason why they can't go back Monday. If kids are going back to school, get businesses back up and running. There's no reason you can't do it. It's time, Doug, for you to just undo your belt there. Reach down and see if you can find a set of balls and do what needs to be done. And what needs to be done is an apology and then fix the problem. And the problem is there's way too many, many people out of work and there's way too many kids out of school couple things that we want to cover before we get done Arby's has released two new spicy sandwiches
0: Arby's <laughs> This you had you had me at not at Harby's, at Arby's <laughs> <laughs> I was in until you said Arby's
1: This is interesting though We all hear restaurants fighting with each other. Oh, we've got the spiciest sandwich and ghost
0: pepper this. It's a war, right? I mean, it's a full-blown war at this point.
1: There's two different wars happening. Three, really. There's the burger war. There is the uh, uh, fries war. There's the chicken sandwich war. And now we have the spicy war. And McDonald's, they really want you to try their their spicy stuff. Uh, let's see your spice face. I think everybody's seen those commercials. Oh, right, right. Burger King dabbled in it with their ghost pepper shit. Yeah. Now Arby's has released one that they say is legit. They have a brisket version and a chicken version of their new Diablo Dare sandwich. They claim it is so hot, they serve it to you with a free milkshake. I'm imagining this is an expensive burger if they're throwing in for free a milkshake. How
0: big's the milkshake?
1: (laughs) They come with spicy seasoning, ghost pepper jack cheese, diced jalapenos, Diablo barbecue sauce, and four types of peppers. Then there's the Diablo bun, which is packed with chipotle pepper flakes. They say it will only be around for a month. I don't know if the Arby's in Canada have these, but if you're near an Arby's, people keep telling me where they are. Every time we mention a restaurant yeah. like that, I, I believe from what I saw in our text messages on our radio show today, there's one in Aurelia and one in Cambridge. Arby's. And, yeah. and if you're able to get to one of them, let us know if these are on the menu here. If they're actually hot, people will go there. People love spice. Yeah, or Sorry, the spice people love the spice. They want that heat. And it's very hard to to find authentic hot shit yeah. in a fast food place. And that's
0: why you have people. My brother's one of the examples of these people who will bring hot sauce with him to places because it's not spicy enough. <laughs> he needs to add his hot sauce that is super hot because it's just too mild. It's too blah, which is fair to say because I've had quote unquote spicy foods on, that say the word you shouldn't even have the word spicy in there if it's not spicy because they're not. They're not spicy.
1: But who do you ask? Who do you get to confirm that it's hot?
0: Someone who's had it before, I guess, is the only way that you can really decipher. Like, And it is one of those questions. It's true. We're at a restaurant, let's say, server comes by, oh, the spicy quesadilla. Is it actually spicy? Like, what do you mean by spicy? To have a kick? Oh, it's pretty spicy. Well, her pretty spicy is different than your pretty spicy, and they're pretty spicy, and his pretty spicy. Uh-huh. It's all different.
1: I think you can develop an... ah oh, fuck. Here we go again. I think you can develop an <laughs> immunity... <laughs> To certain spices. Yeah. So, the. It's true. I remember the first time I had a Hell's Kitchen chicken at Eastside Mario's. I was there for somebody's birthday party. I ordered the Hell's Kitchen chicken and it comes with this little red cherry pepper on the side. I ate that and had tears streaming down my cheeks. I could not believe it. It was the hottest thing I'd ever tried. Now I don't even feel it. I can eat those things like grapes. Don't even notice. But the first time I had it, holy shit.
0: Really? Yeah. There's got to be something to that because those people who do like Spice really like it. They're just up and up and up on the Scoville.
1: Just up, 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 up. It's like they're they're training their their taste buds to get accustomed to certain things. In theory, that's how your immune system works, by the way. Kind of. A hiker turned the tables on a mountain lion that he says was stalking him when he was going for a hike. So let me ask you, cat, you're out on a trail and, and it's beautiful in the forest, and maybe there's some water nearby and oh you're just connected to nature and having a great day. But you hear something behind you. You turn and look, and holy crap, that's a mountain lion.
0: Holy shit.
1: What's your first move?
0: Oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> scream no i think i wouldn't even know how to react there's different animals you've you've heard different things different animals ways to react right you hear oh when it comes to bears you got to do this when it comes to this all of that would be forgotten my mind would go blank and i'd be like what the fuck do you do around a mountain lion?" Mm-hmm. no idea i would probably if i noticed it was actually following me and i took a few steps backward and it was following close i think i'd ha- feel like i had no option but to run
1: wait when you say that, would you do it just like you did it like with your and shoulders moving? Backwards. Oh, and I'm just going to slowly, slowly saunter back.
0: Slowly, just do like a really slight moonwalk and <laughs> <laughs> and go hee hee see if that'll freak him out. I don't know.
1: So this guy had his uh, this happened on January the 8th and it was in Los Angeles in in the hills. He was walking and a mountain line, came up on him. And he had his phone, so he decided to get some video footage of this. It'd be nice to have your final moments documented, so sure, pull out the phone. Why not? Fuck.
0: Why would you pull out your phone? Why, did, why is our first instinct to pull a phone out?
1: That's everybody's first instinct.
0: Oh my God, this is going to go viral on TikTok. Hang on, let me, let me film my
1: death. And, and based on the video, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to guess that this is like a cub. It's a smaller, it's not a full-grown mountain lion. They, by the way, can grow up to eight feet long and up to 150 pounds.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Not something you want to mess with.
0: Of muscle. I'm pretty sure they're pretty damn muscular.
1: So what this guy did was he started roaring at it. (laughs) What? Like, roar! Oh, my God. Roar! And it worked. The thing fucking took off. It
0: worked? (laughs) Why didn't I think of roaring? Roar! Do you make yourself look bigger, too? Do you have like your claws out?
1: See, that's a tricky one. Because in my mind, I'm trying to get in the head of this mountain lion. So I don't think I'm going to try and get big. Because then it's going to think I want to throw down. Whereas I don't. I just want to send a message. Yeah. So I feel like if I just communicate in a normal voice, if it's more of like a rar, it'll just leave. <laughs> it doesn't need to know that I want to fight. It should just realize... Oh, okay, he's not into it today. I'm not going to eat him. I'll just carry on and find another hiker. That might work. You don't need to make these things confrontational right. w- with a big roar. Or what it was it you did? Rawr. See? Doesn't need to be that crazy. Uh, Pizza Hut has introduced... A, actually, there's two new lines out for vegans and vegetarians. Yesterday, KFC Canada and Pizza Hut Canada rolled out their new Beyond line. So at Pizza Hut... You can grab yourself now a Beyond Sausage pizza. Mm. They say it has the taste and texture of sausage with no actual meat. It is pea protein. That's P-E-A protein as a base. Then there's the Beyond Chicken, which is now available at KFC. Maybe I'm out of the loop on my KFC news or I missed a newsletter or something. Did they actually make like a Beyond drumstick with KFC on it? Or is this like nuggets or something like that?
0: Yeah, I, I don't exactly
1: s- know what you're getting when you get beyond chicken at KFC.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I I I would love to hear from people who are actually like vegetarian. Uh, I don't think even vegans would even bother with this. If you're a vegetarian, though, here's my question. Where's your trust level at when it comes to a place that is known for selling chicken?
1: They sell a lot of meat there.
0: Making beyond meat chicken Chunks. I don't even know what to call them. Fake chicken-formed chunks. To you, for you, in the same kitchen. Are we confident at that? Because I know some people who, if they're vegetarian, they're vegetarian. My mom is a great example of that. She's now vegan, but for years she was veget. Actually, she was pescatarian. Went to ve- went to vegetarian, and now she's vegan. So she made her way to veganism.
1: Just for a clarification, pescatarian is where you're uh, vegan, but you eat fish.
0: You're vegeta- yeah, vegetarian, but you'll eat fish. Okay, got so it. no, no, basically no poultry, no, no red meats, etc.
1: Right, nothing so, they have. They have a KFC.
0: Nothing they have a KFC. She wouldn't dare do that because she wouldn't trust that kitchen to separate because she's pretty particular about it. Ah, so that's where I wonder if, if maybe though, know, for you, you're just trying to give up meat. You know, maybe for different reasons, maybe it's a health thing. But if it's a health thing, you're not going to fucking KFC and getting deep fried fake chicken chunks. That's a bad choice. You might as well get the chicken. That's my opinion. You're not doing it for health benefits if you're going to KFC. So I'm not sure what audience they're going to actually get there. It's like a fine line between I dare you to try this. I just don't see it lasting.
1: But correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the whole point of, of KFC that the chicken itself is fine? It's the skin that's deep fried and covered in, in the secret spices and herbs. Sure. That's what you've got to avoid. If you just ate the chicken, it's really not the end of the world.
0: Who, do they serve just the chicken? No, i, you I you mean, have to don't pull have it, it off. Or, that's what I mean. No. Nobody's who's fucking doing that. Who's going to work? I'm not... <laughs> I'm not paying money so I can pull the breaded shit off of your chicken. I'll go somewhere else. I'll go to fucking farm boy and get a rotisserie.
1: I actually heard a term for what you were just describing. It's a flexitarian. People that aim to be vegetarian or maybe even vegan. They're thinking about it. They're dabbling, right? Yeah, but every now and again... Oh, look at that The Fucking tomahawk on right. sale You know I gotta buy that and, and that's just gonna I know I'm not really a vegetarian If I eat a tomahawk steak Is there a beyond meat tomahawk? I don't think so I don't think so
0: <laughs> what they make the bone out of?
1: <laughs> pig dick The bone that's is a pig not dick not right Speaking of pigs This is a medical first And it's amazing that in this uh, very, very busy time of COVID, somebody had time to do something other than that in the healthcare field. But in America, they have now successfully transplanted a pig heart as a last-ditch effort to save the life of a man. Doctors at the University of Maryland School of Medicine say the patient is doing well three days after surgery. He's 57-year-old David Bennett, a handyman from Maryland, they say he was just too sick to be given a human heart. If they're going to give out a donor heart, they want to give it to somebody who's got a, a shot at living. Yeah. Quite frankly. And, and so, forgive the term, but they didn't want to waste a heart. Yeah. Sorry, but it's true. It's true. There's,
0: the donor list is massive.
1: He's 57 years old and had a lot of issues. So, yeah, yeah I kind of, I'm glad that they're reserving those, the few hearts we have available for donation mm-hmm. to people who could really benefit from those. So, He knew it was a shot in the dark, but he admits it was his last option. He told doctors to go ahead and do it, knowing he may never wake up from that surgery, but he did. The doctors, for the first time ever, managed to get a pig's heart to work in this man's body. Wow. A a modern-day miracle of medicine that they were able to do that. Sure. Sure. But if we're going to be interchanging parts between animals and humans, I mean, where the possibilities are endless. Hey, there may not be a lot of available hearts available for people with heart disease and that need like a fucking quadruple bypasses and shit. There's pigs everywhere. If you could just take a pig heart and put it in a person... Why wouldn't we do that? And we all know that we use the rest of the pig anyway. I mean that pig is gonna get used
0: the fuck up. Absolutely. I mean, we, every inch of that pig will get used, and now we can use the heart for a really good reason too. I don't know how I'd feel about it. And and don't get me wrong, I know. I know that pig valves are used in heart procedures currently. So they we, do that. we do use pieces of heart, of pig in our body.
1: <laughs> and the rest is a hot dog.
0: Pieces of pig <laughs> In our in hearts, and that's great, and I'm glad it's there, and and I'm glad that this happened, not for this man. I know that there must be a scary situation because any moment, anything could happen. We don't know, but I'm glad that at least we're at the point where they were they were able to, they had the ability to, and had a willing participant to test this out because this really could be a game changer for a lot of people.
1: Absolutely, if this it this is be. a
0: last ditch effort for real. Like you're going to die. It's either take this pig's heart or you you you've got a few days to live. Your heart can't. You'll take the pig's heart, right? Most people, most people I think would take the pig's heart if it was a viable option. And it seems as though
1: this is a good way to test if it is. I have to think that if you've got a pig heart, you're going to cut pork out of your diet.
0: You don't eat that. You can't. It's part of you now.
1: Okay, well, not that particular. You wouldn't eat the pig that was the donor. Yeah. That would be just fucking rude. Wouldn't
0: you just want to find your, you know, you know when you get like a, a donation and it's kind of anonymous, but then one day you get to find out who gave you that kidney and mm-hmm. you track them down, you knock on your door, you could find yourself at a farm one day. <laughs> hey. Your son gave me his heart. Come here, little, come here, mama pig. Let's get in on this action. It could be a beautiful, uh, Oprah could host this amazing show, a reunion between men and pig, reuniting with the pig's family who saved his life. They had to lose a son, but by God, we gained a person, and that is an incredible miracle. You could eat from the same trough and have a glorious dinner.
1: That's the thing. Once you get a pig heart, all dinners going forward must be eaten out of a trough no hands
0: (laughs) start laughing and snorting every time you laugh
1: sorry honey this is how we eat now (laughs) i can't help it i'm part pig but what else is out there i mean if they just figured out that you can take a pig's heart and put it in a person and it works god knows what else is out there maybe people that have got liver disease like maybe a fucking raccoon liver or something like that is what you need (laughs) erectile dysfunction we got a donkey dick here for you
0: Nobody's going to fuck you, but
1: <laughs> with that, no,
0: I'm not going. Near Was that, that sh- on a
1: donkey that's the at sc- one point? That's the scariest fucking image you just gave. Take your pants hey. off. Whoa. <laughs> what the, f- the fuck I- is that? Keep that donkey dick away.
0: Get over here, bitch.
1: <laughs> no, honey, this is great. I can fuck you from the other side of the room. First, I'm going to kick you from behind. Then I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> Uh, seems like a good place to end for today.
0: It's <laughs> the best idea for everyone.
1: I was going to get into the whole elephant memory and shit, but I w- we'll just leave it on donkey dick for today. That's a good natural ending place. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. I oh, get this. I saw that nearly 15,000 pounds of Walmart beef sticks have been recalled because they forgot to label a potential allergen. Yep. Walmart beef sticks must now have a label that says, warning, you're eating Walmart beef sticks. They held the Golden Globes ceremony, sort of. The Globes were not televised this year. There's no audience, there was no red carpet, and there was no show because no celebrities agreed to be a part of it. That's how radioactive the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has become. They were handing out golden trophies and no actor in Hollywood would take one. That's like birds not flying south for the winter. It's unheard of. Starting January 18th, Quebec will require a vaccine passport to enter all liquor and cannabis stores in an effort to keep Omicron from spreading. First-dose appointments have now increased from 1,500 per day to 6,000. Wow. <laughs> I think maybe Pfizer needs to come out with some gummies and a hard lemonade. The After Nine Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at RE-MAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy.